This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you on a Wednesday evening and a bit of a breaking news edition of the podcast, right? Nick Saban, Greg Byrne, Alabama Head Football Coach and Athletics Director, respectively, uh, returned positive tests for COVID-19 on Wednesday afternoon. Certainly a bombshell going off over there off Bryant Drive here in Tuscaloosa. Uh, So many questions, so many thoughts initially when the news came down. But shortly thereafter, we got word in the media that just like he typically does, always does on Wednesdays during the season uh, of game weeks following that Wednesday practice, Nick Saban was still going to meet with the media following Wednesday's workout, and that's absolutely what he did from his home out in northeast Tuscaloosa, Uh, but he was there uh, on the Zoom call, and just from the looks of Nick Saban, and just from what we heard from Nick Saban, uh, didn't look the worse for wear, said he was asymptomatic at this point at least, sense of humor was good. In fact, he went as far during the latter stages of the news conference on Wednesday evening to say that from what he saw to the thanks of technology, he was able to watch practice with a manager basically kind of showing him what was going on there, and he was communicating via the manager uh, to the coaching staff and the players uh, during the practice. Essentially, he cyber-coached on Wednesday at the workout. Uh, He said he thought Wednesday's practice was better without him there than some of the practices have been when he's been there. So again, the sense of humor was there with Nick Saban on Wednesday evening. Again, says he is asymptomatic. And because of that, based on SEC protocols, uh, he will be tested now tomorrow and in the coming days to confirm Wednesday's positive test. So Everyone holds their collective breath now, not only for Nick Saban, but of course for Greg Byrne as well. And first and foremost, you want those folks and the folks around them uh, to be able to maintain a a high level of good health. Um, But it could be interesting secondarily in terms of what the next test brings back. There'll be a lot of people, right, on Thursday wanting to know what that next test for Nick Saban brings about, uh, seeing as how he is to this point anyway, asymptomatic. And he did say that the positive did come about as a part of Alabama's daily testing. As we know, Alabama tests daily for COVID-19. Said he was very surprised 
to learn of the positive test because he felt fine when he got the word at around 1 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. He also added that from a player's perspective, there has been no indication of a positive test with any of the players to this point. And so with all of this comes the, I won't call it a succession plan, because that speaks more to finality in my mind. I guess you could call it a temporary succession plan. I'd call it more contingency plan or maybe protocol. I know that's word salad at this point. Uh, But with what came down on Wednesday afternoon, I guess it wasn't a huge surprise to see Steve Sarkeesian take over as sort of that interim guy now, at least on the premises. It's interesting with Sark, too, because as we know, he had the, the heart procedure performed in the summer, which concerns you with him because there's the possibility he could be more susceptible to COVID-19 than perhaps some other folks. But Sark oversaw Wednesday's practice. Um, You know, it's interesting because with Sark and how important he is, not only to coordinating the offense, but also as the quarterback's coach, um, you know, you you wonder exactly how that's going to be handled. Nick Saban said on Wednesday evening that Sark will absolutely still call plays on Georgia against Georgia on Saturday night if it comes down to that. Nick didn't totally close the door on him potentially actually being there if something is up with these tests. Now, we'll see. Uh, but regardless, Sark is still in that position of play caller. You know, it gets interesting with Nick Saban's availability for a couple of different things. And he touched on some of this in terms of they're still researching exactly you know, what his level of involvement may be able to be if he's not actually at the game via technology. Um, and if that happens, uh, d- does, does he still count against your numbers of allotted coaches on the field and that are active, basically? Or can he be in that sort of cyber role and Alabama still be able to maybe bring up an analyst, uh, support staff member, as an additional on-the-field assistant coach. And, you know, that could help Alabama in a couple different ways if it plays out that way. Uh, he wasn't certain of that on Wednesday night, but you know, a couple ways to look at that. It could help Sark if you're able to have, say, Ma- Major Applewhite uh, active uh, in, in working with the quarterbacks primarily or, you know, kind of handling a lot of that sideline role uh, with the offense in general, I would think that could be a possibility. You could also consider the defensive side of the ball, too, um, because Nick's obviously, that's his background. Uh, that's where he still has a, a, a big imp- impression and a big presence with this football program. Uh, maybe it's an analyst that you move up, a Charlie Strong, a Mike Stoops. Uh, so a couple of different ways to look at this in terms of some logistics that might be in play as we get closer to uh, Saturday night at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Um, You know, Nick Saban also uh, reiterated that for the time being anyway, he feels like there's pretty much nothing he can't do from isolation. You know, with Zoom and the technology being what it is, he said he's going to watch Wednesday's defensive practice on Thursday morning because that's typically his routine. So that won't change a bit uh, at this point anyway, as long as he feels good. Um, 
you know, he's he's trying he and the staff, he reiterated, they're trying to maintain as much of a sense of normalcy for the players because, you know, obviously there's already enough going into this week with who you're playing on Saturday. So just trying to uh, maintain that routine as much as they possibly can. It's got to be different, though, right? I mean, we're talking about arguably the greatest college football coach of all time, and his presence is very much – uh, a large one on a daily basis in every aspect of that program. Uh, so for him not to be out there, even if you know uh, he's watching on an iPad or something, uh, that's got to be a different vibe out there. But again, you know, he said that he thought from what he could see, uh, it was a really good practice on Wednesday and the, and the players seemed to be engaged and locked in and doing uh, what they need to do. He also added that, you know, he's not as concerned right now about himself uh, as he is perhaps his immediate family and you know people within the program in general because, in his words, he's pretty much been isolated from everything else. Um, they've tried to maintain as much of a bubble aspect to the situation over there at the Malmore Athletic Facility as they possibly can, but as he said on Wednesday evening, you still got to get in buses, you still got to get on planes, and you still got to travel to play some of these football games. And, you know, he, he really, according to, to his comments on Wednesday evening, he's, he's not exactly sure when or how, you know, he could have gotten to the point of testing positive. Again, we're going to find out more about Wednesday's positive uh, in, the, in the next day or so uh, as he continues to be tested as long as he is uh, asymptomatic. But, yeah, he, he continued to stress the player's focus and their safety in general along with his – uh, immediate family, and he also stressed, even though you know he doesn't know exactly how or why he tested positive, uh, he he continued to stress the need to be diligent with the protocols, with the mask, with the hand washing, with the social distancing, and uh, so there you go. From a football perspective, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get into Steve Sarkeesian jumping into the uh, proverbial fire here for Sark. We'll do that when the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You know, as we come back here on the Bama Online Podcast, and by the way, if you haven't already, how about a subscription to the podcast, a rating and or a review would help us as well. You can find us anywhere you do podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Megaphone, you name it. So Steve Sarkeesian, at least for now, in the lead role there at the University of Alabama, how about that? And look, we understand this is a guy who's been in a – prime position with a traditional power in the past uh, when you talk about USC and you know Washington not exactly uh, uh, you know, a, a group of five uh, bottom feeder either so he's been in this spot with two power five programs in the past uh, it makes a lot of sense for Saban to pivot 
at least on the interim for on a temporary basis to Steve Sarkeesian. And as we know, this isn't the first time Steve's kind of had to adjust on the fly, right? Just think back to the 2017 National Championship game uh, when Nick had pretty much come to the decision that it was time to go ahead and break ties completely with then-offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin in the days leading up to that matchup with Clemson down in Tampa. Uh, It was Sarkeesian who was thrust into that role of play caller for the biggest game of the season. Uh, You know, three or four years later, here we are, biggest game of the 2020 season to date in all of college football. And here's Steve Sarkeesian once again uh, in that role of uh, importance. Uh, And again, Nick, you got the sense on Wednesday, as best as he can, he plans on having a presence in the game on Saturday, whether it's virtual, whether the next few days result in you know uh, him being asymptomatic and perhaps uh, you know some negative tests to follow. Uh, you didn't get the sense Wednesday evening that Nick was already to the point of okay, this is what we're going to have for Saturday night, and you know it's Steve and the fellas, and we're going to take our best shot uh, on some level, even if he's not actually in the stadium. <laughs> you got the feeling that Nick Saban plans to again be involved. Uh, during the course of the game in some form or fashion. As we talked about earlier in the podcast, where it gets interesting with that is just logistics in general in terms of your your numbers of your coaches and you know what you will or, or won't be able to do perhaps in terms of bringing someone up uh, if it gets to that point. So look, it feels late in the week in a lot of ways because Wednesday's practice – is kind of always been that line of demarcation that we've talked about in terms of the proverbial hay being in the barn. Things really start to wind down physically, at least, and on the practice field. When you get to Thursday, Friday, you're looking at a walkthrough, and Saturday you're playing against the third-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Um, So it feels late, but in terms of trying to to navigate this situation – uh, as best as, as Alabama can, as best as Nick Saban can, there is still time, and technology is a beautiful thing. First and foremost, though, the health, again, of Nick Saban, of Greg Byrne, and you, you're hinging now not only on testing for Nick Saban in the next couple of days, you're holding your breath about everyone in that building and how their tests come back in the next couple of days as well. So as we've seen around the SEC already this week, been a rough week in the Southeastern Conference. Vanderbilt and Missouri postponed. Florida and LSU postponed. Uh, Very much wait-and-see mode, I would say, right now for Alabama and Georgia on Saturday night. Again, though, thoughts are certainly with the the Nick Saban, Greg Byrne, and their families, and uh, first and foremost, hope for a – a very healthy outlook for both of those individuals uh, and really everyone that they've they've been associated with here. That's going to do it for a breaking news edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, thanking you once again for joining us here on the podcast. Keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. We're certainly going to have continuing coverage of this and everything else as you move towards perhaps what will be a matchup of the second and third ranked teams in the country on Saturday night. Charlie Potter 
We're going to have updates from Nick Saban's news conference for you. And we'll be on the roundtable as well. Post it up. The premium message board of choice for Alabama fans everywhere. Again, thank you for joining us. We'll do it again real soon right here on the Bama Online Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.